Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. We have a better covenant upon better promises, and we have a better relationship with God. All these things we strive for and work for and hope for and pray for, we already have those things because Jesus gave it all to us. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Wednesday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm continuing to teach about Elijah. And I've been on this now for two and a half weeks. We've covered a lot of material. I tell you, Elijah is a character that is one of the greatest examples of what to do. I mean, God used him in a way that very few people in history have ever seen God flow through them. But he's also a tremendous example of what not to do. And this is one of the things that I love about the Bible is that the Bible doesn't just, you know, paint a rose-colored picture of everything. It presents things the way that they are. And we can learn the good and the bad in a person's life. And Elijah certainly had both. Elijah rose to heights that very few people have ever risen, but he also fell to depths that very few people uh, recorded in the Bible have ever uh, fallen to. And we find that right here in 1 Kings chapter 19. Let me just quickly say, if this is the first day you've seen this, the, the context of this is he had called for a drought, three and a half years of drought. He had seen a woman's son raised from the dead. He had seen God multiply food. And then he went to the king and he called all of the prophets of Baal, his opposition together, the people that had turned people away from the worship of the true and the living God. And he called them to Mount Carmel and he had a contest and said, let's put a sacrifice on the altar and the God that answers by fire without us setting fire under it, but rather fire from heaven. Let that be the true God. And so he had this contest with the prophets of Baal. He won. The fire of God fell, consumed the sacrifice. The people fell on their face. The entire nation fell on their face and said, The Lord, He is the God. The Lord, He is the God. This was probably one of the greatest manifestations of God power ever recorded in the Bible up to this point. He turned an entire nation to God and He killed 850 prophets of Baal. Man, that is awesome. Then He ended the drought. When there was no clouds in the sky, he told Ahab to get down and head for home. He started praying. God sent the rain. He had just had great success. But in the very next verse, remember that men are the ones that put the chapter and verse divisions in here for the point of uh, allowing us to reference them. And there's nothing wrong with that. But this isn't a new thought. It's not like... Uh, you know, a new chapter in his life. This was the very next day. It says that the fire fell at the evening sacrifice, and then he prayed and saw the rains come, and assuming that it took a little time for him to cover this 20 miles from Mount Carmel to Jezreel, he probably arrived in Jezreel at night. And then the next day, uh, Jezebel, heard about all of this. And so this is less than 24 hours after all of these great successes and seeing God use him in these powerful ways. Look at what it says here in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 1. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and with all how he had slain all of the prophets with the sword. 
THEN JEZEBEL SENT A MESSENGER UNTO ELIJAH, SAYING, SO LET THE GODS DO TO ME, AND MORE ALSO, IF I MAKE NOT THY LIFE AS THE LIFE OF ONE OF THEM BY TOMORROW ABOUT THIS TIME. BOY, THIS, THIS IS AMAZING. THERE IS NO DOUBT THAT JEZEBEL WAS INCENSED AT ELIJAH. SHE'S THE ONE THAT DROVE ALL OF THIS BAAL WORSHIP. YOU KNOW, THERE IS A PASSAGE HERE. I'D HAVE TO LOOK IT UP TO FIND IT. BUT IT SAYS THAT JEZEBEL IS THE ONE WHO DROVE AHAB TO BE WICKED AND TO DO ALL OF THESE THINGS. SHE WAS THE EVIL PERSON BEHIND IT. NOW, THAT DOESN'T ABSOLVE AHAB OF HIS ACTIONS AND STUFF, BUT IT MEANS THAT JEZEBEL WAS THE WORST OF THE TWO. SHE HATED WHAT ELIJAH HAD DONE. THERE IS NO DOUBT THAT SHE HATED HIM AND WANTED HIM DEAD. BUT LET ME JUST POINT THIS OUT, THAT IF YOU ARE THE QUEEN AND IF YOU REALLY WERE GOING TO KILL A PERSON, YOU WOULDN'T SEND A MESSENGER WITH A NOTE. YOU WOULD SEND A SOLDIER WITH A SWORD. THE VERY FACT THAT SHE SENT A MESSENGER TO WARN HIM OF WHAT SHE WAS GOING TO DO, I BELIEVE SHOWS THAT SHE WAS JUST TRYING TO INTIMIDATE HIM. IF SHE REALLY WANTED HIM DEAD, SHE WOULDN'T HAVE WARNED HIM AND GIVE HIM WARNING ABOUT THIS. SHE WOULD HAVE JUST HAD HIM EXECUTED. BUT THE ENTIRE NATION HAD FALLEN DOWN AND SAID, THE LORD, HE IS THE GOD. THE LORD, HE IS THE GOD. AND YOU CAN SEE THIS IN MODERN DAY, THAT EVEN THESE DICTATORS, THESE PEOPLE THAT ARE DESPOTS AND DO THESE THINGS, THEY ARE ACCOUNTABLE TO A DEGREE TO THE PEOPLE THAT THEY RULE OVER. THEY MAY RULE OVER THEM WITH INTIMIDATION AND THROUGH FEAR OF PUNISHMENT. THEY MAY GET THE PEOPLE TO BASICALLY GO ALONG WITH WHAT THEY'RE SAYING. BUT WHEN THE PEOPLE JUST RISE UP IN MASS AND REVOLT AT IT, I MEAN, IT HAS CAUSED KINGDOMS TO FALL. DID YOU KNOW THAT THIS IS WHAT HAPPENED IN GERMANY WHEN uh, BACK IN 89 WHEN THE EAST AND THE WEST GERMANY WERE DIVIDED? I MEAN, THE PEOPLE JUST ROSE UP IN MASS AND THEY OVERWHELMED THINGS AND BEGAN TO TEAR DOWN THE BERLIN WALL. AND I'VE READ SOME THINGS ABOUT THIS. THE uh, LEADERSHIP OF EAST BERLIN DID NOT INTEND THIS TO HAPPEN. THERE WAS SOME CONFUSION AND STUFF, BUT WHEN THE PEOPLE JUST ROSE UP IN MASS, THEY COULDN'T STOP IT. AND SO THE POINT I'M MAKING IS uh, JEZEBEL WANTED HIM DEAD, BUT THIS WAS JUST INTIMIDATION. THIS IS THE WAY THAT THE DEVIL IS. THERE'S A LESSON TO LEARN RIGHT HERE. THAT YES, WHEN WE STAND UP AND GOD FLOWS THROUGH US AND USES US, SATAN IS GOING TO COME AGAINST US, BUT MOST OF IT IS JUST ALL BLOW AND NO GO. IT'S INTIMIDATION. PEOPLE WILL COME OUT AND SAY THINGS AND SAY ALL OF THESE THINGS, BUT I TELL YOU, WE NEED TO GET TO A PLACE TO WHERE WE ARE NOT MOVED BY THE INTIMIDATION OF THE DEVIL. I BELIEVE THAT IF ELIJAH WOULD HAVE STOOD HIS GROUND, HE COULD HAVE OVERCOME THIS. HE HAD THE PEOPLE IN THE PALM OF HIS HAND. I MEAN, WHO KNOWS, TENS OF THOUSANDS, HUNDREDS OF THOUSANDS OF PEOPLE HAD SEEN THIS DEMONSTRATION. EVERYBODY IN THE NATION WAS TALKING ABOUT IT. ALL OF THE MOMENTUM WAS ON HIS SIDE. HE HAD CAUSED THE GREATEST REVIVAL EVER RECORDED IN THE BIBLE UP UNTIL THIS TIME. AN ENTIRE NATION TURNED TO GOD IN ONE DAY AND THEY SAW A POWERFUL DEMONSTRATION OF GOD'S POWER. HE COULD HAVE OVERCOME THAT. HE COULD HAVE CHANGED THE GOVERNMENT. HE COULD HAVE DONE ALL KINDS OF THINGS. WHO KNOWS WHAT THE POTENTIAL WOULD HAVE BEEN. AND YET, A WOMAN SENT A MESSENGER WITH A NOTE, AND IT SCARED THE LIVER OUT OF ELIJAH, AND HE RAN. LOOK AT THIS IN VERSE 3. IT SAYS, AND WHEN HE SAW THAT... WHEN HE SAW WHAT? THE NOTE FROM JEZEBEL SAID, GOD DO THE SAME TO ME AND MORE ALSO IF I MAKE NOT YOUR LIFE LIKE THE LIFE OF ONE OF THESE PROPHETS BY THIS TIME TOMORROW. 
AND WHEN HE SAW THAT, HE SAW HIMSELF DEAD LIKE THOSE PROPHETS HAD BEEN DEAD. AND WITHOUT ME GOING BACK AND RETEACHING ALL OF THESE THINGS, I'VE TAUGHT THIS ON PREVIOUS DAYS, AFTER ELIJAH fought, SAW FIRE FALL OUT OF HEAVEN, HE TOOK THESE PROPHETS DOWN TO THE VALLEY AT THE BOTTOM OF MOUNT CARMEL, AND HE SLEW THEM WITH THE SWORD. IT DIDN'T SAY THAT HE HAD OTHER PEOPLE SLAY THEM. IT SAYS THAT HE SLEW THEM WITH THE SWORD TO KILL 850. THERE WAS A TOTAL OF 850 PROPHETS, 450 PROPHETS OF, of BAAL AND 400 PROPHETS OF THE GROVE. WE DON'T KNOW IF HE JUST KILLED THE PROPHETS OF BAAL OR IF YOU ADD THEM ALL TOGETHER, THERE COULD HAVE BEEN AS MANY AS 850. BUT EVEN IF YOU JUST SAY 450 PEOPLE THAT YOU HAD KILLED WITH THE SWORD, CAN YOU IMAGINE WHAT KIND OF SIGHT THAT MIGHT HAVE BEEN TO SEE AT LEAST 450, MAYBE 850 PEOPLE THAT HAD BEEN KILLED WITH THE SWORD? THERE WOULD HAVE BEEN... HE WOULD HAVE BEEN DRENCHED IN BLOOD. IT WAS A GRAPHIC, GRAPHIC uh, SIGHT, I'M SURE. AND IT SAYS THAT uh, JEZEBEL SAID, I'M GOING TO MAKE YOUR LIFE LIKE THE LIFE OF ONE OF THEM BY THIS TIME TOMORROW. AND HE SAW THAT. HE SAW HIMSELF DEAD. HE SAW HIMSELF SLAIN BY THE SWORD. I HAVEN'T GOT TIME TO TEACH ON THIS RIGHT NOW, BUT RECENTLY I TAUGHT ON THE POWER OF IMAGINATION. AND THERE'S MANY SCRIPTURES. THE HEBREW WORD FOR IMAGINATION LITERALLY MEANS CONCEPTION. THIS IS WHERE WE CONCEIVE THINGS. AS A MAN THINKS IN HIS HEART, TALKING ABOUT IN HIS IMAGINATION. THAT'S THE WAY THAT YOUR LIFE GOES. WHEN YOU SEE SOMETHING ON THE INSIDE, THEN YOU'LL SEE IT ON THE OUTSIDE. AND ELIJAH SAW HIMSELF DEAD. HE SAW HIMSELF SLAIN LIKE ONE OF THOSE PROPHETS. AND WHEN HE SAW THAT, HE AROSE AND WENT FOR HIS LIFE AND CAME TO Beersheba, WHICH BELONGETH TO JUDAH, AND LEFT HIS SERVANTS THERE BUT HE HIMSELF WENT A DAY'S JOURNEY INTO THE WILDERNESS AND CAME AND SAT DOWN UNDER A JUNIPER TREE, AND HE REQUESTED FOR HIMSELF THAT HE MIGHT DIE AND SAID, IT IS ENOUGH NOW, O LORD, TAKE AWAY MY LIFE, FOR I AM NOT BETTER THAN MY FATHERS. ELIJAH WAS SO SCARED THAT HE RAN AWAY FROM JEZEBEL, AND THEN AFTER HE GOT A DISTANCE AWAY, HE SAT DOWN UNDER A JUNIPER TREE, BEGAN TO START FEELING SORRY FOR HIMSELF, AND ASKED GOD TO KILL HIM. THIS IS THE EQUIVALENT OF JUST, YOU KNOW, HIM WANTING TO COMMIT SUICIDE. HE KNEW THAT HE COULDN'T DO IT AND STILL BE IN RIGHT STANDING WITH GOD. HE WOULDN'T TAKE HIS OWN LIFE, BUT HE WAS ASKING GOD TO KILL HIM, ASKING GOD TO HELP HIM COMMIT SUICIDE. HE WAS SO DEPRESSED AND PROBABLY ASHAMED OF WHAT HE HAD DONE. NOW THINK ABOUT THIS. HE HAD STOOD UP TO THE KING AND TO ALL OF THE ARMIES OF THE KING AND TO ALL OF THE PEOPLE, JUST IN LESS THAN 24 HOURS BEFORE, HE HAD BEEN BOLD TO THE MAX. HE MOCKED THE PROPHETS OF BAAL AND WAS SAYING, MAYBE YOUR GOD'S ASLEEP, YOU NEED TO YELL LOUDER. I MEAN, THERE WAS BOLDNESS, A TOTAL LACK OF FEAR. AND YET IN 24 HOURS LATER, HERE HE IS RUNNING FOR HIS LIFE, NOW TOTALLY ASHAMED OF EVERYTHING AND WANTING TO DIE. HE HAD MESSED UP SO BADLY. HOW COULD SOMETHING LIKE THIS HAPPEN? AND LET ME JUST ANSWER THIS. RIGHT HERE IN THIS FOURTH VERSE, I BELIEVE IT GIVES THE ANSWER. AS HE SAID, LORD, TAKE AWAY MY LIFE, HE SAYS, FOR I AM NOT BETTER THAN MY FATHER'S. DID YOU KNOW THE TRUTH IS, HE WAS NEVER BETTER THAN HIS FATHER'S. GOD DOESN'T USE US BECAUSE WE DESERVE IT. 
GOD HAS NEVER HAD ANYBODY QUALIFIED WORKING FOR HIM YET. IT'S THE GRACE AND THE MERCY OF GOD THAT HE USES ANY OF US. AND AT ONE TIME, ELIJAH KNEW THAT. IN THE 17TH CHAPTER, WHEN ELIJAH CAME ON THE SCENE, HE DIDN'T COME PROMOTING HIMSELF AND SAYING, I AM A MIGHTY MAN OF GOD, AND BECAUSE I AM THIS PERSON, GOD IS GOING TO SEND THIS DROUGHT AND THESE THINGS ARE GOING TO HAPPEN. NO, HE CAME AND HIS FAITH WAS 100% IN THE LORD. I TAUGHT ON THIS TWO WEEKS AGO WHEN WE BEGAN THIS SERIES, AND HE WAS BASING EVERYTHING COMPLETELY ON WHAT GOD SPOKE TO HIM. GOD TOLD HIM TO GO HIDE AT THE BROOK CHIRITH, AND HE OBEYED. GOD TOLD HIM TO GO TO ZARAPATH, AND HE OBEYED. GOD TOLD HIM TO MULTIPLY THE WIDOW'S FOOD, AND HE OBEYED. GOD TOLD HIM TO RAISE UP THE WIDOW'S SON. AND right WHEN HE CALLED FIRE DOWN FROM HEAVEN, HE EVEN SAID IN HIS PRAYER, HE SAYS, O LORD, LET THE PEOPLE KNOW THAT THOU ART GOD IN ISRAEL, AND THAT I AM THY SERVANT, AND THAT I HAVE DONE ALL THESE THINGS AT THY WORD. HE HAD BEEN 100% GOD-DEPENDENT. HE HADN'T BEEN STANDING BEFORE GOD AND SAYING, GOD, DO THIS BECAUSE I DESERVE IT, BECAUSE I AM WORTHY. NO, WHEN A PERSON IS USED OF GOD, IT IS BECAUSE THEY HAVE HUMBLED THEMSELVES AND SUBMITTED THEMSELVES TO GOD. BUT HIS STATEMENT RIGHT HERE WHEN HE SAYS, OH, GOD, TAKE AWAY MY LIFE, FOR I AM NOT BETTER THAN MY FATHER'S, THAT SHOWS THAT HE HAD CHANGED. HE HAD GOT TO... HE HAD BEEN READING HIS OWN PRESS RELEASES. HE WAS THINKING ABOUT ALL OF THE THINGS THAT HE HAD DONE, HOW HE CALLED DOWN FIRE, HOW HE TURNED THE NATION TO GOD, HOW HE KILLED THE PROPHETS OF BAAL, HOW HE ENDED THE DROUGHT. HE WAS READING HIS OWN PRESS RELEASES. AND LIKE I WAS SAYING ON MY PROGRAM YESTERDAY, THIS IS REALLY WHEN WE'RE OUR MOST VULNERABLE, IS WHEN WE'VE BEEN USED BY GOD IN SOME SUPERNATURAL, POWERFUL WAY, WE TEND TO GET TO THINKING, GOD, NO WONDER YOU USED ME. I'M AWESOME. AND WE GET TO SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER TAKING CREDIT FOR IT. BUT YOU KNOW, IT'S LIKE FLYING IN AN AIRPLANE. YOU COULD BE FLYING IN AN AIRPLANE AND YOU COULD THINK, THIS IS AMAZING. I'M AT 35,000 FEET. I'M GOING 600 MILES AN HOUR. I'M DOING ALL OF THESE THINGS. AND YOU COULD GET TO THINKING, MAN, LOOK WHO I AM AND LOOK AT WHAT I AM DOING. BUT THE TRUTH IS, IT'S NOT YOU THAT'S FLYING. IT'S THAT PLANE THAT'S FLYING. AND IT'S YOUR POSITION INSIDE OF THAT PLANE THAT ENABLES YOU TO DO THESE THINGS. IF YOU DON'T BELIEVE THAT, STEP OUTSIDE OF THAT PLANE AND SEE HOW LONG YOU'LL BE FLYING. NO, IT'S NOT YOU THAT'S FLYING. IT'S THAT PLANE THAT'S FLYING, AND IT'S YOUR DEPENDENCE UPON THAT PLANE. IT'S YOUR POSITION INSIDE OF THAT PLANE THAT ENABLES YOU TO DO THESE THINGS. AND SEE, ELIJAH HAD BEEN SO SUCCESSFUL THAT HE GOT TO THINKING, GOD, I'M BETTER THAN MY FATHER'S. DID YOU KNOW THAT THERE HAD NEVER BEEN A PERSON RAISED FROM THE DEAD PRIOR TO ELIJAH RAISING THE WIDOW'S SON FROM THE DEAD IN THE 17TH CHAPTER OF 1ST KINGS? IT HAD NEVER HAPPENED BEFORE. ELIJAH HAD DONE SOMETHING THAT THE MILLIONS AND MILLIONS AND MILLIONS OF PEOPLE THAT HAD LIVED ON THIS PLANET BEFORE HIM HAD NEVER DONE. EVEN MOSES NEVER SAW A PERSON RAISED FROM THE DEAD. ELIJAH SAW THINGS DONE THAT NOBODY ELSE IN HISTORY HAD EVER DONE, AND HE GOT LIFTED UP IN PRIDE. HE GOT TO LOOKING AT HIMSELF AND THINKING, I AM AWESOME. AND THE MOMENT YOU DO THAT, THE MOMENT YOU START TAKING CREDIT FOR WHAT GOD HAS DONE IN YOUR LIFE, YOU ARE STEPPING OUT OF THE PLANE, AND I GUARANTEE YOU, YOU ARE GOING TO FALL. ELIJAH, THE MOMENT HE GOT LIFTED UP IN PRIDE, IT SAYS IN PROVERBS CHAPTER 16, VERSE 18, PRIDE GOES BEFORE DESTRUCTION 
AND A HAUGHTY SPIRIT BEFORE A FALL. AND THIS DOESN'T APPLY TO JUST LOW-LEVEL PEOPLE. YOU COULD BE THE GREATEST MAN ON THE PLANET. YOU COULD BE USED BY GOD MORE THAN ANYBODY ELSE. AND IT'S JUST A TRUTH THAT WHEN YOU GET LIFTED UP IN PRIDE, YOU ARE ABOUT TO HIT A WALL. YOU ARE ABOUT TO FALL BIG TIME. AND ELIJAH'S STATEMENT RIGHT HERE, I BELIEVE VERIFIES EVERYTHING I'M SAYING. HE SAYS, OH, LORD, TAKE AWAY MY LIFE, FOR I AM NOT BETTER THAN MY FATHER'S. THIS IS SHOWING THAT AT ONE TIME HE THOUGHT HE WAS BETTER THAN HIS FATHER'S, BUT NOW HE REALIZED THAT HE HAD FAILED, AND, OH, GOD, I'M NOT WORTHY. I'M NOT BETTER THAN MY FATHER'S. HE HAD NEVER BEEN BETTER THAN HIS FATHER'S. BUT WHEN YOU START GETTING YOUR EYES OFF OF JESUS AND YOU START LOOKING AT YOURSELF, LOOKING IN THE MIRROR AND and RECOUNTING ALL OF YOUR GREAT THINGS, YOU ARE HEADED FOR FAILURE. YOU KNOW, YOU CAN RELATE THIS TO THE 14TH CHAPTER OF THE BOOK OF MATTHEW. AND PETER GOT OUT OF THE BOAT AND STARTED WALKING TO JESUS. AND AS LONG AS HE KEPT HIS EYES ON JESUS, THE AUTHOR AND THE FINISHER OF HIS FAITH, HE WAS ABLE TO WALK ON WATER. SOMETHING THAT NOBODY ELSE IN SCRIPTURE EVER DID. JESUS WALKED ON WATER, BUT OUTSIDE OF JESUS, THERE WAS NOT ANOTHER PERSON THAT EVER DID THIS, BEFORE OR AFTER RECORDED IN SCRIPTURE. BUT PETER, WHEN HE WAS JUST ABOUT TO THE LORD, HE KEPT HIS EYES ON THE LORD AS LONG AS HE WAS OUT IN THE MIDDLE OF THIS SEA. AND I MEAN, THERE WAS JUST NO HOPE. MAN, HE WAS FOCUSED ON GOD. BUT WHEN HE HAD JUST ABOUT REACHED THE LORD, THEN HE LED UP. HE TOOK HIS EYES OFF OF JESUS AND BEGAN TO LOOK AROUND. AND THE REASON I KNOW THAT IT WAS WHEN HE WAS JUST ABOUT TO JESUS, WHEN HE HAD BEEN THROUGH THE WORST PART OF IT, THE REASON I KNOW THAT IS BECAUSE IT SAYS WHEN HE BEGAN TO SINK, HE CRIED OUT TO THE LORD, AND THE LORD JUST REACHED OUT HIS HAND. IT DIDN'T SAY THAT THE LORD RAN TO HIM AND GRABBED HIM AND LIFTED HIM UP. NO, HE WAS SO CLOSE TO JESUS THAT JESUS COULD JUST REACH OUT HIS HAND. HE WAS NEARLY ABLE TO TOUCH JESUS. AND WHEN HE HAD JUST ABOUT REACHED HIS GOAL, WHEN EVERYTHING WAS was GOOD, THEN HE TOOK HIS EYES OFF OF JESUS AND BEGAN TO LOOK AT THE WIND AND THE WAVES, AND THAT GOT HIM TO... Uh, HIS ATTENTION OFF OF JESUS, THE AUTHOR AND THE FINISHER OF HIS FAITH, AND HE BEGAN TO SINK. AND THIS IS THE WAY IT IS WITH US. WHEN YOU ARE IN THE MIDST OF AN IMPOSSIBLE SITUATION, AND THERE IS NO WAY THROUGH EXCEPT GOD, WELL, THEN A PERSON WITH EVEN A MINIMAL COMMITMENT TO GOD WILL TURN OFF THE TELEVISION, YOU'LL FAST, YOU'LL PRAY, YOU'LL STICK YOUR NOSE IN THE BIBLE, YOU'LL GO TO SEEKING GOD WITH YOUR WHOLE HEART BECAUSE THERE IS NO OTHER OPTION. BUT THE VAST MAJORITY OF PEOPLE, WHEN EVERYTHING IS GOING GOOD, THEY DON'T SEEK THE LORD WITH THE SAME INTENSITY. THEY ONLY SEEK THE LORD WHEN THEIR BACK IS AGAINST THE WALL. AND WHAT THIS MEANS IS THAT WE BECOME OUR MOST VULNERABLE WHEN EVERYTHING IN OUR LIFE IS GOING GOOD, WHEN GOD HAS DONE GREAT THINGS FOR US, IS WHEN WE TEND TO LET UP, AND THAT'S WHEN WE TAKE OUR ATTENTION OFF OF THE LORD, AND THAT'S WHEN WE BEGIN TO SINK. I TELL YOU, THIS IS A WARNING TO ME, TO YOU, TO ALL OF US, THAT YOU CAN'T JUST SEEK THE LORD WHEN YOUR BACK'S AGAINST THE WALL IN HARD TIMES. YES, YOU SHOULD SEEK THE LORD THEN, BUT YOU OUGHT TO BE SEEKING THE LORD, AND YOU NEED TO RECOGNIZE THAT PROSPERITY HAS HURT MORE PEOPLE THAN HARDSHIP EVER HAS. WITHOUT ME TURNING OVER THERE AND READING THESE SCRIPTURES, YOU COULD GO TO 2 SAMUEL CHAPTER 11, AND IT SAYS IN VERSE 1 THAT AT THE TIME WHEN KINGS WENT FORTH TO BATTLE, THAT DAVID AWOKE FROM HIS BED 
AT EVEN TIME AND WALKED OUT UPON THE ROOF OF HIS PALACE, AND THAT'S WHEN HE SAW BATHSHEBA, AND HE COMMITTED ADULTERY WITH BATHSHEBA AND ACTUALLY MURDERED HER HUSBAND. DID YOU KNOW IT HAPPENED AT A TIME WHEN KINGS WERE SUPPOSED TO GO FORTH TO BATTLE? WELL, DAVID WAS THE KING. HE SHOULD HAVE BEEN OUT THERE FIGHTING THE ENEMIES AND DOING WHAT GOD HAD TOLD HIM. BUT HE HAD SEEN SO MUCH SUCCESS THAT NOW THIS WAS JUST A SMALL BATTLE AND HE WAS ABLE TO SEND JOAB, THE GENERAL, OVER HIS ARMIES AND LET HIM DEAL WITH IT. AND DAVID WAS AT HOME AND DAVID WAS BORED. YOU CAN SEE THAT BECAUSE HE WOKE UP AT THE TIME THAT EVERYBODY ELSE WAS GOING TO BED. THAT MEANS HE HAD BEEN ASLEEP DURING THE DAY. HE WASN'T OVERWHELMED WITH THE DUTIES OF STATE. HE HAD DELEGATED THAT TO OTHER PEOPLE. HE HAD DELEGATED HIS WARS TO HIS GENERAL, AND HE WAS SLEEPING DURING THE DAY. AND THAT'S WHEN HE TOOK HIS EYES OFF OF JESUS, AND HE SAW BATHSHEBA, AND HE BEGAN TO SINK. AND MAN, IT COST DAVID BIG TIME. AND YOU CAN GO ON AND ON AND ON, AND YOU CAN LOOK AT MANY PEOPLE, AND THIS IS A PATTERN THAT IS REPEATED. AND THIS IS ONE OF THE LESSONS THAT YOU CAN LEARN FROM ELIJAH. THERE IS NOTHING NEW UNDER THE SUN. THE THINGS THAT WERE WRITTEN ABOUT HIM ARE WRITTEN FOR OUR ADMONITION, TOO. AND THE WORD IS JUST SAYING, AND and THE LORD IS LEADING ME TO SAY THESE THINGS TO YOU, THAT THERE ARE SOME OF YOU THAT MAYBE YOU'VE BEEN SEEKING THE LORD, AND GOD HAS BLESSED YOU, AND BECAUSE OF IT, YOU'RE PROSPEROUS, AND YOU'RE HEALTHY, AND THINGS ARE GOING GOOD. BUT TAKE A LESSON FROM ELIJAH. DON'T TAKE YOUR EYES OFF OF JESUS. DON'T GET TO THINKING THAT IT'S YOU AND YOUR GREAT MIGHT THAT HAS ALLOWED YOU TO FLY AND TO DO ALL OF THESE THINGS. IT IS YOUR DEPENDENCE UPON GOD THAT HAS BROUGHT YOU TO THIS PLACE OF PROSPERITY. AND IF YOU QUIT SEEKING THE LORD AND QUIT uh, BEING SENSITIVE TO HIM AND FOCUSING YOUR ATTENTION UPON HIM, AND SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER YOU GET TO THINKING THAT GOD USED YOU BECAUSE OF YOUR GREAT GOODNESS, YOU ARE HEADED FOR TROUBLE. AND LET ME JUST SAY THAT ONE OF THE REASONS THAT GOD DOESN'T USE US MORE IS BECAUSE HE KNOWS WHERE WE ARE IN OUR RELATIONSHIP WITH HIM. AND HE LOVES YOU MORE THAN HE LOVES WHAT YOU CAN DO FOR HIM. AND THE LORD DOESN'T WANT TO PROMOTE YOU AND TO USE YOU IF YOU AREN'T ABLE TO HANDLE IT, IF YOU GET SWELLED UP WITH PRIDE, BECAUSE HE KNOWS THAT DESTRUCTION IS COMING, JUST LIKE HAPPENED TO ELIJAH, JUST WHAT HAPPENED TO DAVID. HE KNOWS THIS. AND ONE OF THE REASONS THAT GOD DOESN'T USE US MORE IS BECAUSE WE WOULD BE LIFTED UP WITH PRIDE, AND HE DOESN'T WANT THAT TO HAPPEN TO US. THE VERY REASON THAT GOD MAY NOT BE OPENING DOORS FOR YOU AND USING THE WAY you the way THAT YOU WOULD LIKE TO BE USED MAY BE BECAUSE OF THIS VERY ISSUE, THAT YOU JUST SEEK THE LORD WHEN YOUR BACK IS AGAINST THE WALL. YOU HAVEN'T COME TO THAT PLACE OF ABSOLUTE DEPENDENCE UPON GOD, NOT ONLY IN BAD TIMES, BUT EVEN IN GOOD TIMES. AND BECAUSE OF GOD'S GREAT LOVE FOR YOU, HE'S NOT OPENING THE DOORS THAT YOU'RE PRAYING WOULD BE OPEN BECAUSE YOU AREN'T ABLE TO HANDLE IT. IT COULD BE GOD'S GREAT LOVE FOR YOU THAT IS KEEPING YOU FROM SEEING THE SUCCESS THAT YOU WANT. YOU COULD TURN OVER TO 1 TIMOTHY CHAPTER 6, AND IT TALKS ABOUT THOSE THAT WILL SEEK TO BE RICH, PIERCE THEMSELVES THROUGH WITH MANY FOOLISH AND HURTFUL LUSTS THAT DROWN MEN IN PERDITION. GOD'S NOT AGAINST US HAVING MONEY, BUT HE DOESN'T WANT MONEY TO HAVE YOU. AND THERE MAY BE SOME OF YOU PRAYING FOR SUCCESS IN YOUR BUSINESS, AND THE VERY REASON IT'S NOT HAPPENING IS BECAUSE YOU WOULD TAKE IT AND YOU WOULD THINK, LOOK WHAT I'VE DONE, AND IT WOULD LIFT YOU UP, AND IT WOULD CAUSE THE DEVIL TO HAVE AN INROAD INTO YOUR LIFE. BOY, THESE ARE GREAT LESSONS TO LEARN AT ELIJAH'S EXPENSE AND NOT YOURS. 
AGAIN, I'VE GOT ALL OF THIS IN THIS BOOK ENTITLED LESSONS FROM ELIJAH. I'VE GOT IT IN ENGLISH AND SPANISH. I'VE GOT A STUDY GUIDE. I'VE GOT CD'S WHERE I TAUGHT THIS IN A SERVICE AND THEN uh, DVD'S THAT WERE TAKEN FROM TELEVISION. AND I PROMISE YOU THAT THIS WOULD BE A HUGE BLESSING IN YOUR LIFE. LISTEN TO OUR ANNOUNCER AND THEN PLEASE CALL OR WRITE TODAY. ANDREW'S COMPLETE SERIES TITLED LESSONS FROM ELIJAH IS AVAILABLE IN EITHER A CD OR DVD ALBUM, A BOOK IN EITHER ENGLISH OR SPANISH, OR IN A STUDY GUIDE. EACH OF THESE VALUABLE RESOURCES IS AVAILABLE FOR A GIFT OF ANY AMOUNT WHEN YOU WRITE OR CALL. YOU CAN GET THESE PRODUCTS AS PART OF THE LESSONS PACKAGE WHICH INCLUDES TWO BOOKS, LESSONS FROM ELIJAH AND LESSONS FROM DAVID and three albums in your choice of either CD or DVD. Lessons from Elijah, Lessons from David, and Lessons from Joseph. These teachings will give you the chance to learn from the successes and mistakes of three very powerful but very human men of God. The Lessons Package has a catalog value of $135, but you can receive all of these valuable resources today for just $95. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these products. Today, Andrew's book, Lessons from Elijah, is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this book to you free of charge. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. I'd like to give you an invitation to join me on April the 24th and the 25th at Karis Christian Center in Colorado Springs, and my good friends Ashley and Carly Terradez are hosting a conference there. And it's gonna be the Abundant Life event I'm going to be one of the speakers, and I tell you, Ashley and Carly, they're the ones that their little daughter, Hannah, was healed of an incurable disease, and they are preaching the Word of God. They're seeing great miracles happen. Remember, it's the 24th through the 25th at Karis Christian Center for the Abundant Life event. Have you checked out the Inside Story yet? It's a great way for you to get an inside look of what is happening at Andrew Womack Ministries. With over six years of interviews, there's a lot to get excited about. Check out this month's featured story today, only at awmi.net. I wanna encourage you to check out a brand new program that we created at Gospel Truth TV. This is an original program with Tony Dungy and James Brown. They're both at the top of their game. Tony is an award-winning, Super Bowl-winning coach. Uh, James Brown is uh, at the top of his game announcing sports things. I mean, they are awesome men. They do an interview on Beyond the Game with JB and Tony is what we've entitled it. And they interview these sports figures and share things with you that usually get cut out on the secular networks. These sports figures 
are going to share their heart with you about their relationship with the Lord. And I tell you, it'll be a blessing. So check it out. 9.30 a.m., 9.30 p.m., twice a day on Sundays on gospeltruth.tv. If you enjoyed today's program, you can watch this entire series by going to awmi.net. You can always count on awmi.net for sharing God's unconditional love and grace. This is an early reminder for you to save the date of June the 29th through July the 3rd. Those are the dates of our Summer Family Bible Conference. This is one of the premier events that we host every year, and it's just going to be awesome. We got a special musical presentation on July the 4th, if you'd like to stay over for that. It's going to be a special time. Make plans to join us for the ministry to the entire family, June the 29th through July the 3rd.